Is this thing on? Test. Test. One, two, three. All right. A tomato and a cucumber bounce into a bar. Ilya and I have been wanting to become human for a while now, the tomato says to the bartender, but none of the other bars in town have drinks that will turn us into humans. Do you have such a drink? I think I do, says the bartender. Let me see if I have it. This is going to be great, Boris, gushes Ilya the cucumber. The bartender serves drinks to the two of them, and sure enough, they both turn human. Look at me, Boris, exclaims Ilya, the ex-cucumber. I'm human. That's very nice, Ilya, says Boris, the ex-tomato. But do be careful. Ilya happily prances out the door. She is so excited about being human, she forgets to look both ways before crossing the road. <laughs> Why did the cucumber cross the road? Do you know why the cucumber crossed the road? Okay. Do you know what it means to be human? Tomato. Cucumber. Human. Say it with me. Tomato. Cucumber. Human. Tomato. Cucumber. Human. Tomato, cucumber, 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 human, 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 tomato, cucumber, human, tomato, cucumber, human, who I am and where I'm from, I don't know. I hate this song! anything funny at the theater. Don't go and watch plays. Watch your own life. How you live is so gray and you unnecessarily talk so much. <clears throat> From Emile Zola's essay, You've got mail. Naturalism on stage. Well, they say to me, why all this noise? Why do you pose as an innovator and revealer of new doctrines? It is here the misunderstanding commences. 
I am simply an observer who states facts. The empiricists alone put forth invented formulas. The savants are content to advance step by step, relying on the experimental method. One thing is certain. I have no new religion in my pocket. I reveal nothing for the simple reason that I do not believe in revelation. I invent nothing because I think it is more useful to obey the impulses of humanity, the continuous evolutions which carry us along. You've got mail. You've got mail. You've got mail. You've got mail. New message from Paris, France. Oh, my sins. I shut my eyes and ran without thinking, but it ran after me. Without pity, without respect. And suddenly I longed to be back in Russia, my own land with my little girl. Lord. Lord, be merciful to me. Forgive my sins. Punish me no more. Do I hear music? If you are hearing this, it means that someone has not sent me audio necessary for this scene. Please stop what you are doing and send it to me. I am very small and very stressed and want to do right by everyone working on this project. Please send me the audio. Which way to the station? <coughs> Twitter account at Chunkbardi tweeted at 5.54 p.m. on October 11th 2020. Does anyone know when the pandemic is going to be over? With no punctuation, using numbers rather than letters for the one in the word anyone and two instead of two. <laughs> How does it go again? You must remember this. A kiss is just a kiss. A sigh is just a sigh. The fundamental things apply as time goes by. <laughs> Sorry, I will be on my way. Such lovely weather we're having. Spare change for a fellow Russian.
Here's what she said to me. Kesavasura. Whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Kesavasura. What will be, will be. Then I grew up and fell in love. I asked my sweetheart, what lies ahead? Will we have rainbows day after day? Here's what my sweetheart said. What have you done to me, Katja? I don't love the cherry orchard as I used to. I loved it so tenderly. I thought there was no better place in the world than our orchard. revolutionary situation, you have to have people who are physically able to wage revolution, who are able to organize and to do all that is done. And that's another thing. When you talk about a revolution, most people think violence without realizing that the real content of any kind of revolutionary thrust lies in in the principles and the goals that you're striving for, not in the way that you reach them. On the other hand, because of the way the society is organized, because of the violence that exists on the surface everywhere, you have to expect that there are going to be such explosions. You have to expect things like that as reactions. 
If you'd ask me what is going on in this country, I'd say I haven't got the vaguest idea, because I don't understand it. I mean, I think Thomas Jefferson would vomit over our Vietnam policy. Everybody asks us where our goals are and all that. And sometimes we say fuck you, and sometimes we'll spell it out in great detail. But nobody asks the leaders of this country, what are the goals of this country? Like, where the hell is it going? What they say is that we're for peace and brotherhood. Well, those kinds of words like peace and brotherhood have no meaning to us. Like after Martin Luther King's death, LBJ goes on TV and says that in the memory of King's name, we should be nonviolent. What the fuck is he talking about? Is he talking about sit-ins in the Mekong Delta? Is he talking about we shall overcome in Vietnam? No, he isn't talking about that. He's telling the oppressed to get the fuck in the cellar, stay there, and get out of the streets. Meanwhile, in Russia, only a very few of us work. The vast majority of those intellectuals whom I know seek for nothing, do nothing, and are at present incapable of hard work. They are all serious, they all have severe faces, they all talk about important things. The vast majority of us, 99 out of 100, live like savages, fighting and cursing at the slightest opportunity, eating filthily, sleeping in the dirt, in stuffiness, with fleas, stinks, smells, moral filth. All Russia is our orchard. Don't you hear voices? We don't yet know what the past is to be to us. We only philosophize, we complain that we are dull, or we drink vodka. For it's so clear that in order to begin to live in the present, we must first redeem the past. And that can only be done by suffering, by strenuous, uninterrupted labor. If I had any money, I'd join a convent. I'm interested in your characterization of women's liberation as people or as a group, and in November 1972, in your newsletter, you wrote, their motive is totally radical. Do you still feel that is... That quote is inaccurate. Yes, I, I think that it is an anti-family movement. I think they target men as the enemy. Uh, they teach that women have been kept in a condition of, of oppression and serfdom for all these years, and that uh, society owes it to them to uh, take care of their children and to find them jobs at the expense of more qualified men or whatever. 
uh, it is a negative view of life. Uh, it is a targeting of man as the enemy. It is a teaching of women that they've, that they've been oppressed. It's a chip on the shoulder attitude. And uh, they, uh, they wake up in the morning thinking the cards are stacked against them. Now, I don't think you get ahead in this world by, uh, by uh, projecting your problems onto society and saying that it's society's fault. Everybody has problems, uh, but the positive person who seeks fulfillment and gets it is one who sets about uh, to uh, uh, solve her own problems in her own way. Do you really? We should really get to it. An almost, like, kind of spiritual approach to this thing. A feeling approach to it. You really feel that the man should be the boss in the home. There is such a thing as chivalry, that sort of thing, don't you? All those old values that so many people today believe are passé, you believe in them, do you not? The first problem for all of us, men and women, is not to learn, but to unlearn. We are filled with the popular wisdom of centuries just past, and we are terrified to give it up. Patriotism means obedience. Age means wisdom. Woman means submission. Black means inferior. These are preconceptions embedded so deeply in our thinking that we honestly may not know that they are there. There are three periods in history. One in which myths are built up. One in which they obtain and one in which they are torn down. Clearly we are living in a time of myths being torn down. We look at the more stable period just past, and we think that such basic and terrifying change has never happened before, but relatively it has. Clinging to the comfortable beliefs of the past serves no purpose and only slows down the growth of new forms to suit a new reality. Part of living this revolution is having the scales fall from your eyes. in the at least 5,000 years that we know of, that there have been human societies organized mainly according to sex or according to race. I keep on my wall in the office a radical feminist poem from the second century AD to remind myself of the length of the struggle. Nonetheless, even in this young country, we had a first wave which established for women of all races and for black men a legal identity as human beings. No small effort, and it took between 100 and 150 years, to demonstrate, to prove, to force the recognition of human beings as other than chattel, as other than possessions, which we had all been in various degrees in, with varying uh, kinds of, of uh, cruel enforcement, we had all been possessions. In this second wave, we are trying to establish legal equality for women of all races and for men of color. We are only about a dozen years into this wave. We probably have another century to go. Uh, but even in this beginning decade or so, Yeah, let's go summer homes. Everyone wants them, we can build them. You're tired, been working like a dog. Take a weekend away in your summer home. Drive off into the countryside, away from the hustle and bustle of the rat race. Come on, summer home, you've earned it.
You know, I get up at five every morning. I work from morning till evening. I am always dealing with money, my own and other people's. And I see what people are like. You've only got to begin to do anything to find out how few honest, honorable people there are. Sometimes when I can't sleep, I think, oh lord, you've given us huge forests, infinite fields, and endless horizons. And we, living here, ought really to be giants. Change. Our hearts demand change. Our eyes demand in our laughter and in our tears and in the pulsation of our veins. We are waiting for change. Anya. Anya? 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 Director's note. In the second act of Anton Pavlovich's Garden Club, we once again forgot to include the character Fears. Fears is the 87-year-old butler of the estate, is extremely loyal and kind to Lubov and her family, and in the original Russian, often says the phrase Nidochoipa, which is a difficult phrase to translate into English, but can roughly translate to half-baked bungler. We felt that it was necessary again, to include this amendment to the second episode of Anton Pavlovich's Garden Club, so that the loyal listeners will know who he is in future episodes.